Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and he's trying to ruin the show before it even starts and gets off the ground. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up? You know what? I'm doing good. You, you, we've been working together for almost three years, and you know me. Sometimes I can be that cantankerous kind of uh, co host that I am sometimes. Sometimes I just don't, I push the, the wrong button. But as we would discuss before we started our podcast, it's kind of influx here in between and right after Christmas, right before New Year's Eve. So to say that I've gotten started a little little slow this morning would be an understatement. But nevertheless, uh, it's great to be here with you, buddy. It is great to be here. Um, and just for full disclosure, we literally started the show. I literally started the opening line and Tony left the Zoom. So uh, but he, he came back and all is good. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Tony. Uh, did you get what you wanted? Did you did you get a PS5? Is that the thing you wanted most in the world? Uh, no, but I did get a new laptop. So uh, that, that. that makes my world a little easier. Uh, you know, Santa was good to me. Uh, and I want to say this because you and I have been, work, been working for over three years now, and it's just amazing how that fast time goes by. But I, I know that you posted some pictures of your son, and I know that uh, – a lot of people on Twitter send you a lot of uh, support because your son was, uh, uh, you know, was born prematurely. And I can relate to that because I had you know, my twins for six weeks. But I just, gonna, I just want to tell you and your wife that, man, it's great to see that little boy. And uh, as I mentioned before, he came on the air. Uh, I know it, while it's kind of it's, it's, it's weird and it's it's uh, sometimes it's kind of heartbreaking not to have your son at home with you. Uh, let me say it will it shall pass and before you know it you will not get any sleep and <laughs> you'll be wishing okay but anyway i just want to get that out of the way because i know a lot of people on twitter social media send a lot of shout outs to you and uh you got a beautiful baby boy so anyway got that I, little sen- uh, sentimental stuff out of the way and uh now it's back to back <laughs> to usual work and giving you a hard time well i appreciate that and i, I didn't formally thank anybody so thank you tony and thank you to everyone yeah, who, welcome, who sent buddy. kind words um, I mean, you, you mentioned you, you went through this with your twins and, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I've, I've never been through this in my life. And so it's, it's a unique thing, um, certainly. And it's not something that, um, that, that you can figure out. I mean, I, I like to think I'm a pretty logic based person, but, um, you know, it's, I mean, they're, you know, like you run into family and friends and they know you're having a baby and stuff. And so, you know, like we, you know, the other day I'm walking the dog, run into a neighbor and the neighbor says, you know, oh, how, how's the wife and baby? Are, are you not getting any sleep? Are you changing diapers? And you just, you don't, you don't have the time to, to kind of explain and, and you know, it, and it's awkward and you, you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, it, you know, I, I, I shared what I did last week. I mean, I just kind of felt the need to, it was Christmas time. So certainly feeling a little bit emotional, mm-hmm. but, um, but there's, you know, there's, there's no way that I have ever known how to handle this. And so I really appreciate the support from you and from so many people. I heard so many 
incredible testimonies of people and, and, and saw photos of people sent of, of their babies that were born premature. Um, and, and I do want to say, I mean, just God's grace to all the nurses and doctors and staffers and, and people that, that work in the NICU. I mean, it is a, a very, very special place. Uh, my wife and I are eternally grateful to them and, and the wonderful work that they have done on our son. So one day at a time, uh, hopefully he's home for the Super Bowl because the Cowboys are obviously going to be in it, Tony. Uh, a 56 to 14 thrashing. I mean, I don't even know if that's the right word uh, to use here. Just a total you know, obliteration of a division rival. You were in the house with the twins. I, in fact, I saw. Uh, so, I mean, where do we go from here? Are we back? Are, are we, are we, you know, are we letting our, you know, our, our minds run away from us? Are we, are we measured in confidence? Like how, how are you feeling on this Tuesday morning? Well, I think the last time we saw this team really just annihilate a team that was, well, it was the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. And we kind of, you know, we kind of got all excited about a dominant The Tony Casillas ball is what we call that game, by the way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and so I, I don't know. I think that I saw some things that really just stand out. Obviously, you start with the defense, uh, just the continuation of just this, this absurd amount of ter- turnovers, three turno- turnovers in that game. Um, but then we saw the, the, the offense start to get in some – continuity and execution and I don't care who you're playing I don't care if it's popcorn you know state university you beat a team 56 to 14 especially in the National Football League that's a huge statement and I don't know I think that this is a very timely because we talked about as you go into postseason play you want to get some of that confidence back that swagger on the offensive side of the ball and I think that's what we saw you know, obviously the the defense really kind of set them up, and we talked about on the show last last week the the inability for the offense to take advantage of the takeaways that the defense has been giving them so year so much this year. But I mean, collectively, you see, there's so many. So the stat with Dak throwing a touchdown pass, a wide receiver, running back, a tight end, and an offensive lineman in one game, four touchdown passes. Uh, I think it's a great timing, and especially when you just you you chew up a team like the Washington football team and you spit them out. And I think this is the, the, the testament of what the, when just the frustration sets in for the other team, you see Darren Payne on the sidelines, these guys getting into it. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do in December and January. When you play a team like that, you want to put them out of their misery and continue and try to do some things that you need to get ready for the postseason play. You know, um, I know you're a big Madden guy, Tony, which is why I asked if you um, if you got a PS5 for Christmas. But, um, you know, my son I, did get an Xbox. So. Oh, well, you know, good for but him. He pounds but... me. I, I don't need, I don't even get to say anymore. I just uh, <laughs> I, I do like watching the uh, the matchup between my nephew and my son. It was almost as fun as watching a really a, a live game and right. watching these two guys go at it. It's just. And you know how that goes. Well, so when you and, and it's not just Madden. I mean, like, you know, when you play Madden or FIFA or NBA 2K, whatever, everyone does the career mode and you take over your favorite team and you play all the games and you win the championship, mm-hmm. whatever. But every game, Tony, you want to like you want to achieve certain things it's like every game in Madden. It's like my quarterback has to throw for 300 yards. My running back has to rush for 100 yards. I have to get my top receiver 100 yards. I have to get everybody their touchdowns. I want to get a defensive score like it's just like. It's checking all the mm-hmm. boxes and, and kind boxes, of, yeah. right. And, and just, it's, it's fun. This game was that, like they, like you said, I mean, Dak got everybody a touchdown. I mean, you know, CD lamb, Michael Gallup left out in the cold, but no big deal. Uh, Terrence Steele took one of theirs, but 
But the, the, the thing that is satisfying, like aside from the statistical thing where the Cowboys checked every box, was they won. They won big. They won big in prime time. They won big in prime time over a division rival. But like you said, it's it's a different level of satisfying to break the spirit of, of your not just opponent, but your division rival. And I think Mike McCarthy deserves some credit. Uh, and I'll give Ron Rivera some, too, even though I thought he was uh, way too dramatic about everything. But I think they deserve some credit for kind of rekindling the rivalry. This is the most like hatred I've had for Washington in a long time. And a lot of that was how McCarthy and Rivera kind of played with it in the media. Um, but but so to to just to 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 put them in that place, to, to push them to the brink where they're fighting with each other on the benches, making constant memes out of themselves. I mean, that's that's the. I, I again, I don't want to like get out ahead of myself here, but that's the kind of thing championship teams do. And that's what the Cowboys did on Sunday night. I think so. I think you have to feel good about how you're playing. And and I think that the, there was, I think, uh, a big effort offensively to do some nice things. Not, uh, you know, there's some play calling. There's a lot of things that they, a lot of different wrinkles. And I think as your quarterback, you need to, for him to be really having a lot more confidence and, you know, obviously Dak's a strong leader. You know, he's, he's a, you know, he's a, he is accountability guy. He's an, I'll, I'll take the ownership for my mistakes and anything. And I just think they needed that. They needed that going into a game. And, and look, who knows when you get a team like Washington on the road, you don't know what you're going to get from them. And always, you know, this is always the, the whole adage in the locker room is that you give them a chance to start planning what they're going to do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. just uh, whether there's two games left. And it's like, look, the game's going to be over before it starts. And, and so I think that that's the message that you sent. It's a lot easier said than done because a lot of teams that go out and like, well, that's what we're going to do. But you exercise that on the field. And I just like there were so many individual performances that we could talk about. Um, I, I, I think the there's so many great moments in that game. But I will say this because I think maybe there's been a lot of pressure on Demarcus Lawrence oh, to whether dude, you get what paid a baller. the money, big money, big plays. But that play he made, RJ, that's one of the most athletic plays <laughs> I've seen. And I'm not just saying it because he's a defensive lineman, but the way he positioned himself, he knew he wasn't, he knew what the play was going to be, he gets his hands up, and he makes an athletic catch. Not only that, he hits the ball and he stiff arms, number 77, offensive lineman, and he makes a cut inside and scores. So that was the barrage of different plays, the momentum. And I think that that's the thing that I said this, I think we said, we said this all along, is that is this a defense and going playing this, this good and this high and playing this difficult, you get your offense on track, dude, you can do some damage in the postseason play. So, I, I'm again, I don't want to, like, repeat myself about McCarthy and Rivera, but what I I love, I mean, and, and I – so – we're, we're coming from two different perspectives here, right? I'm lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. You've got Super Bowl rings having played for the Dallas Cowboys. Different thing, uh, right? So for me as a fan, my fan my whole life, the greatest joy you can have as a fan is knowing that the players on your team care as much as you do. Because you you know that's not true all the time. There are some guys, it's just a job, whatever. And that's fine. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have any issues with that. Make your money, live your life, be happy. Um, but it's it's a different level of cool is Tony, man, what kind of coffee is that, by the way? Tony went to Starbucks this morning. What'd you get? Is that peppermint oh, sorry, mocha? I didn't to, I, I didn't no, no. Plan, what is it? Uh, that's a that's a, a black eye. That's two shots of espresso. It's Look a, at it's this a bad guy. Habit, but that's like my pre that's my pre workout drink. Okay. Look at that. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, um, did you hear? The, hopefully, 
You know, by the way, I got some new AirPods. I got the uh, the, the noise, uh, the sound, yeah. you know, the noise, and, and they're pretty legit. Look, so Tony, you, maybe you're picking listening. up a lot of things around me now. And I'm, Tony, you, I wasn't uh, trying to. Trying no, to no, 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 no. Uh, you, um, you have you have AirPods. You have a Starbucks. You are um, you are a, a song Life about is good right you, now. You, you are a song it's, about uh, an X away from being Taylor Swift. Like you're you're right there. Uh, but OK, I do so love me some Taylor Swift, though, I, um, you know, I, 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 I will admit that. Right. So style. My, I like one of my favorite songs. Oh, style. dude. Style is a great song. But anyway, uh, I, I never in my life thought I'd be talking about Taylor Swift songs with Tony Casillas. But anyway. Exactly. Uh, so what I have loved about this little run, and again, I will fully recognize that Washington is not a great team offensively. You know, it certainly has been ravaged by injuries and COVID issues. Like you got to consider the context of that, just like you got to consider right. the context of it being a division rival and whatnot. But what I love as a fan and as somebody who has high hopes for this team, obviously, is how into it they are. I love that Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. is reveling in destroying a division rival. I love that J. Ron Curse in D.C. a couple of weeks ago is is yelling at fans. We want Dallas and, and making fun of them. I love how into it they are. This isn't just, you know, showing up to work for this defense. They're into it for each other. I, I love Randy Gregory enjoying the memes rolling over with Taylor Heineke. <laughs> that was, like that was. That was great. But you, you know what I mean? Like, th- there's a different level of interest. And that's that's a really wide. You know umbrella. what? This is this. You know what? The, when you said that, it made me think about it. It is fun. Pardon expression. Kicking someone's ass. For sure. Okay? And, you know, th- look, there's a and we can say as much as we want. I think when you, you're getting ready for a game and you're watching film on a team, you're like, OK, we, we should destroy these guys. Yeah, as, I, as I mentioned, it, it's hard to. You know, you just got to get the, the momentum train. And to really be able to do it, and I, I've been on both ends of that. I've been on, you know, the, the kick ass, kicking ass, and getting mm. ass kicked. And it's not <laughs> – getting your ass kicked is not much fun, especially when you, it's it's Dallas and, you're, you know, it's an NFC opponent. But I just like that. And you, to the point about Mike McCarthy, there's a lot to be said for that. Because all these guys – and I think maybe the spirit of Dan Quinn, especially defense, I mean – you can see it's just so much different than it was last year. It's like night and day. It's like, is this the same team that played last year? And I know there's a lot of elements to the, just the, the disparity of that and everything. But still, it's, it's the energy. It's the guys that believe in what they're doing. And they're exercising to do it on the field. And it's always – it's contagious, RJ. You see a guy making a play. It's like, I want to be part of that. I want to get mine. I want to get – you know. and then all of a sudden, it's like, let's all have fun doing the same thing. And, and – to your point about Mike McCarthy, I mean, a lot. He's last year we gave him a lot of, you know, there was a lot of a criticism for what he was doing and like thinking, okay, is Jerry going to make? We talked about is he going to make it through the season? Are they going to make a change in the season? But I think you got to give him credit because even when he got, and someone was telling me this that you know when he when he it was in COVID pro- protocol, he would drive up to the facility and watch it from afar at the star and watch practice. And think about the disconnect that he had with that. And this team is still continuing to play like they are. And I think that's a you know, long version of what I'm my point. But my point is, is that loving kicking someone's tail in and being able to do it is something that's gratifying. And it's so much fun. I mean, as simple as it sounds, doing a job that you're supposed to get paid to do and being able to dominate someone and, and, and score half a hundred on them. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, I love that story about Mike McCarthy driving up um, while in COVID protocols. It, it to yeah. me, it, it feels like um, like when Spider Man is like on top of like a building looking down at the city. Yeah. Like that's that's Mike McCarthy. By looking the way, at- we saw Spider Man oh. on the weekend, and you were right. Oh my god, oh, dude! It was I. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's I don't want to spoil because there are some people who still haven't seen it, so you know, don't want to spoil it. But it is tremendous incredible. movie. It is one of the best movies of our lifetimes. But anyway, um, I, 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 I mean, I've. I'm not trying to to be the like I've been saying this all year guy, but like I feel like I have like annoyed people with how much I have said Mike McCarthy deserves his credit. And I in, this is a weird thing. I love also maybe maybe I'm yeah, I mentioned I was emotional. maybe I'm just in a, an emotional place. I love when when a coach has an appreciation for NFL history. I loved that about Jason Garrett. I, lo- I loved how much Jason Garrett loved being the Cowboys head coach and loved you know, little little nods to history. I loved, absolutely loved what Mike McCarthy said about Malik Turner's crazy play, uh, the 61-yard, you know, game where he dodged a million tackles. He said that it, he hadn't seen a play like that since Marcus Allen in the Super Bowl, which incidentally happened against Washington as well. But, like, who who thinks of that? You know, like, who, who comes up with that in that moment? And I love that. I, and I love that he... I know people think it's cheesy and, and hokey and lame or whatever. I love the monkey butt stuff. I He has a... I've, I have said all my life. And again, I've never been in an NFL locker room, but if you can get 53 dudes to believe that the sky is orange, then the sky is orange. Like it doesn't matter what, what, you know, anybody tells you the sky is orange in that room. And for lack of a, of a, of a more, you know, succinct way of putting it, Mike McCarthy has the Cowboys believing that the sky is orange, all 53 dudes in that locker room, believe in it. They believe in, in his message and his principles, however you want to put it. And to your point, I mean, Dan Quinn's a part of that. Kellen Moore's a part of that. He has created, I think people, people hear the word culture and they think of like, Oh, that, you know, like the right kind of guy mantra that's been floated around the Cowboys server. Mike McCarthy has created a really great environment to, to be a football team. And I, we're seeing that play itself. They went undefeated in December. They went undefeated yeah. in December with three of those games on the road. Well, it's almost like the, being a fan. I think there's a lot of, a lot of fans and I understand Cowboy fans and not, not everyone. But there's fans that want to get on the bandwagon when things are good and then get off when there's, you know, some adversity. And that's the same thing when you look at a coach. You there's Things aren't going to go good, aren't going to go right. Things are going to happen in the locker room. There's going to be some personal things going on in the family, as we call it, our family. Mm. So it's their job. You're, you know, you're the, you're the, the mom and the dad. And, the really, and that's the kind of the things that you have to develop is the leadership. So while, you know, it's great things, when things are going great, when you're winning, as you mentioned, undefeated in December, that's great. 
But when things are that you don't know, like the COVID protocol and guys right. getting injured and things going on, that's when you really got to have a coach that's saying the right thing and like really staying positive. You know, you know the ne- there's going to be some negative criticism, but you got to stay positive. And I think that's what this team has been able to do through the names that you just mentioned, the Keller Moores, the Dan Quinns, and Mike McCarthy's. Been able to glue this together, and regardless of what has happened, these guys haven't changed. They believe in what their their goals are, you know, and to be able to execute those, that is – there's a lot to be said to have a coach that can do that. And I love the the old school, the reference, him reference to different things because, you know, there's older guys that have played. <laughs> it's that thread, you know, that keeps everyone together. But there's got to be some reference because I think that kind of the, the, the old and the new and these guys appreciate that, I think goes a long way. And I think, as you mentioned, I think Mike McCarthy needs, deserves a lot of credit for that, regardless if you like. I mean, it's crazy. I, people like, oh, you know, I don't know if Mike McCarthy is the is – the, the, It's stupid know, it should be is the, what it is. Yeah, and it's like, it's like people still talking about Dak Prescott. I mean, come on, man. I mean, have some credibility. You know, know your facts. But you, that's what happens. Do you think Dak is back? Like, are you are you willing to say that? Are you are you still? Is the jury out you know, for you? Are you are, like where where are you at on Dak? Uh, RJ, maybe you feel the same way, but I, I I think that and and look, I'm not I'm not going to downplay what they accomplished over you know hang fifty six on in Washington, but that Washington they're they're not a very good football team. But I but no pun intended. Part of me wants yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that. I think Dak, well, is he back to the form we saw him when they were at the beginning of the season? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. But as they get in, we're going to find out against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a nice test to see where they're at because that's going to be a, – a good defense. And obviously it's a good offense when you have someone like Kyler Murray. But and he's back now. He's got his confidence back. He's got his execution. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think we, it's a it's a week by week league, right? So, so look, look what the numbers he put up. Yeah, but they down. lost. I mean, they've lost three in a row. I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like, here's my thing with Arizona. So a few things. Well, no, actually. I'm talking about Dak. I'm not oh, right, 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 Arizona, right, right. But but Arizona's going to play up. I think that it's going to be it's a bigger test than the teams that they played over the month of December. That's my point. Right. So, so you're asking me to go that route. And base it on what he did against Washington, yeah, I think that you got to – the guy is a, is, a, is a great quarterback. And maybe he just went through a slump. And it's like a hitter. Right. And he just needed to get, you know, see the pitches and, you know, be able to get more, you know, get his muscle memory back. Maybe that's where he's at now. So here's my thing on the Cardinals. Um, f- first of all, do you do you recall Tony what the what Kyler Murray said about the Cowboys that was floating around oh, yeah. back in the yeah, offseason? I was going to say that they, they owe they owe them an ass kick. <laughs> well, that's it. That's that's been the yeah. that's been the word of the day here on the seven five zero. By the way, is oh, ass. that's going to be on so, bull, that's so, yeah. That should be bulletin board. What he said about the Cowboys when he's all well, you, we all know that. So we all for, know what happened last year when they embarrassed him, right? For, for anyone who's unaware. Um, Kyler Murray, who has never lost at AT&T Stadium, by the way, um, in high school, I I don't acknowledge where he went to college. All I know is Kyler Murray went to Texas A&M. Wait, he and went then, to Oklahoma. And, 
well, you know, he, he went to Texas A&M and then, and then other things happened. That's really all I know. Uh, but, uh, but so he's never lost a game at AT&T stadium. And he was asked Tony again, I know, you know, this, but for anyone who doesn't, he was asked over the off season. I think it was the night before a fight. I can't remember what it, where, where he was, but he was, you know, kind of hanging out, um, in, in what looked like the bowels of a stadium or something. Um, if you grew up a, a Dallas Cowboys fan, obviously from the area, from the neck of the woods. And he said, no, they were always ass when I was growing up. Um, and we've now said that word enough that we have to throw the explicit tag on this episode. And by I, the way. And I, I oh, no. I mean, that, that, the context kinda, is fine. So yeah. so you're but you're in an aid. I mean, you know, Kyler grew up around the, the Romo era. And by the way, there was also a photo of him at a Cowboys game when he was younger wearing a Cowboys jersey that, that the Internet had fun with. So, yeah, you're right. If I'm Mike McCarthy, that's on the bulletin board, whatever. I'm playing that all week long. That's with my monkey butt stuff, whatever, blah, blah. But the other part of this, Tony, is that Kyler is very dangerous. And I know the Cardinals are also slumping. That's been, you know, the, the word of, of the Cowboys season for the last month. But what like Washington, Washington entered Sunday night, kind of like, you know, looking to be, you know, looking to be, you know, have their season put out. Right. They looking to be put out of their misery. And Dallas did that. They said, you know what? You are you have lost two in a row. One of those games to us. We're going to end your season right now, and and we're gonna you know we're gonna help you like you said. We're gonna help you start planning the off season. Get the trash bags ready. Put it in front of your locker. Start packing up already. I know you got two weeks up or whatever. The Cardinals are already a playoff team. They've already clinched a playoff berth, but they have lost three games in a row. They have fallen yeah. from number one seed contenders to not even leading their own division. You know what, Cowboys? That you know what, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, everybody involved. There is blood. In the water, there is. Go, this is your chance. You want to. You want to deliver kill shots every week. Here is one served up on a silver platter. You just be like a raging bull with the red Cardinals jersey. That's. I mean, and I. I, I love. You said it. I mean, I loved seeing everything about Sunday. Fifty six fourteen win is huge. Super impressive. Awesome. But kind of a. We all can admit, not a great football team. Not to take away from the win, but not a great football team. Mm-hmm. If you can go out and you can just end the Cardinals. I mean, again, they're, they're going to the playoffs. You're not ending their season, but if you can, for all intents and purposes, end them, you end a lot of conversations and you really set yourself up well going into the final week of the regular season. And timing's everything. I think the, when you look at both these teams, you look at Dallas, they're trending, they're trending up. Arizona is trending down. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to, so they're, they're without some of their playmakers. And I think for Dallas, I think regardless, they may or may not get the number one seed. Let's say they get the second seed. There's still a lot to play for. But, hey, man, it's playoff mode now. You got Arizona and you got Philly, all right? And I understand that maybe against Philly you kind of can sort things out and, you know, see where you're at. But still, against Arizona, all bets are off. And I think that that's to me is a message as you send is that we're good. I think when I the teams that I played on, we went went on to postseason play and won Super Bowls. We were trending. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were balling. You know, it wasn't like we were going to wait and, you know, like a, before the, the formula was take a couple of weeks off, get the bye weeks. And then, you know, guys, you know, letting guys, you know, play sparingly the last couple of games, give them a rest. We wanted to be clicking on this, all, all those cylinders. So I think for Dallas, this is a great – I think this game comes really at the right time for them because they need to sustain, you know. Yeah. In Arizona, this is going to be a good test for them. As they get into, I, I just think the timing's really right for. It's bad timing for Arizona, as you mentioned. You can't you, you can't take that for granted because they're going to play up the Cowboys. You know you don't think of Kyler Murray and he's you know, he's been talking trash about you know not being a Cowboy fan. 
he knows it, man. He's coming in there, and they're going to remember what he said. And as you mentioned, all these guys think about it. So that's the level. That's the energy I would see them playing at this game. So I this, this game, you mentioned it. I, I'm guilty of saying, I don't know, maybe like six weeks ago that I did not, you know, because early in the season when the Cowboys were on that huge winning streak at the beginning, everybody said, man, that Cardinals game in week 17, that's going to be for the one seed. It never made sense to me. I, I, I thought that, you know, it was going to lose – some relevancy because I thought that Arizona was going to secure the one seed, right. you know, well before mm-hmm. I certainly didn't foresee Dallas having a better record than them when we got here. Um, so this game does have, I wouldn't say it has like mega juice. It's, it's not for the one seed, but it's, it's definitely the most pivotal game of the week as far as, you know, playoff implications are concerned. Um, and, and again, I mean, you know, the card, here's the thing too, if you're the Cowboys, the Cardinals have not just lost three games in a row. They have lost three games in a row with the two most recent ones coming against the Detroit Lions and the Indianapolis Colts. Those teams, as you well know, Tony, are led by Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Those are the first two quarterbacks taken in the 2016 NFL draft whose teams gave up on them in the offseason, who dealt them away, et cetera, et cetera. You've now got the best quarterback from that draft class who you have to play on the road if you're the Cardinals. And I mean, if you're the Cowboys, like, Deliver, deliver the final blow here to the Cardinals. That's that's what I want to see, and and we have seen that. I and I want to. I don't want to see them take their foot off the gas. I'm not saying I need to see them win 56 to 14, but if you go out and you take care of business against the Cardinals, I mean, it, it, Sunday could be an awesome day, Tony. Sunday, if the Cowboys win, they do their thing, and if the Minnesota Vikings can help them out, which doesn't seem super duper likely, but if they can and beat the Green Bay Packers, the Cowboys are playing for the one seed next week. Yeah, and I, and I think if you look at it, you know, both these teams could could have a rematch during the playoffs. I mean, if some things happen. So this could be like a prelude to that. And, again, there's a lot to be had here. You look at Green Bay, who they got left, and then, and then Dallas. If they just went out and just let everything take care of itself, that's the thing about it. You can't worry about scoreboard watch and worry about what another team is doing. Mm-hmm. you got to take care of your own fate. And I think this, to me – Going in this game, and as I mentioned, this is the kind of game you want. You don't you want to keep that energy going. There's something to play for. And I think if you're – and these guys, you mentioned Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. I guarantee you Dan Quinn is talking about what what Arizona what, – what they've said about him, what happened last year. You know, Dan Quinn wasn't here last year, but still, that hurt. That was embarrassing to watch that. But it's a different team. And I just think it matches up. You got someone like Micah Parsons spying on man. You know, <laughs> look, Micah Parsons can chase. And I'm not trying to say that Kyler Murray. He's he's definitely. I mean, he's quicker. I mean, he's just a quick. He dude. might. Yeah, he might but be I the like, fastest quarterback in the NFL. I mean, no, absolutely. no disrespect to he, Lamar Jackson. Besides Lamar Jackson, but still, I think that now you have some some weaponry to combat that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a it, to me, this is the kind of game you want going into the last part. You know two games left in the season. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. This could be, you know, um, as not, not that this is important because this is the thing, Tony, I I tweet out stuff like, you know, Micah Parsons could win defensive player of the year. And I get all the the Cowboys fans that are like, I don't guys would be candidate for defensive player of the year. Trayvon Diggs. I I don't, if I forgets about that. I love Trayvon Diggs. I don't think he's anywhere on Micah's level personally, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm happy that there's a debate. He just has 11, 11 interceptions sure. this year. That's uh, it. And you could, you could have two more. Right. Knows? But so, um, so I tweet, I'll, I'll tweet this out and, and you get the people who say, I don't care about 
you know, defensive player of the year. I want to win the Super Bowl. I want to win the Super Bowl too, but I want I want Micah to win defensive player of the year. That'd be super awesome to do as a rookie. Well, what, let me ask you, RJ, when's the last time a team has been two players on the same team have been the conversation possible defensive player of the year? One a rookie uh, and a second year player. Not not with a rookie, but um but people but I'm have just ta- like two guys on the same defense that have been in the conversation. People have talked about defensive the, um, player of the year. People have talked about the Chargers of old before. Uh, I say of old, but like Sean Merriman and Antonio Cromartie. I mean, you know, so you, you know, there's, there's, there's been examples, but it's very rare to your point. Um, Obviously not for Dallas. That's true. Uh, But so I've said this a thousand times. Awards like this are narrative driven. It's, it's not just Mm -hmm. who's the most deserving. And so you have to be on a very good team. You have to have played a lot of games that a lot of people have seen. You have to have success in those games. And a lot of stars, no pun intended, are lining up for Micah Parsons to win defensive player of the year. You look at the Green Bay Packers, or the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, who lost to the Packers last week. Miles Garrett's stock for defensive player of the year is is dwindling, right? Because they're they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't, you know, like that that hurts. That hurts his case. TJ Watt, Pittsburgh Steelers, probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're not having a great run. They just got dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know it's about more than TJ Watt, whatever. Micah Parsons, if he has th- this game, Tony, do you know what teams or what the games are at um, at 3 o'clock on Sunday? Do you know off the top of your head? I'm going to guess no. Not off the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm pulling this up. Uh, the <laughs> NFL actually flexed. Uh, well, this game was flexed. This game was originally supposed to be at noon, but a couple of weeks ago, the NFL moved it to this window, to the afternoon. So these are the other games that will be happening while Dallas is playing Arizona, Houston, San Francisco. Nobody's watching that. Denver, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers just lost to the Texans. Nobody should watch them. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. Nobody's watching that. Detroit, Seattle. Nobody's watching that. So those are the other games that are contending with Dallas in this window. My point with this is a massive amount of the country is going to get Cowboys Cardinals. Your boy, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, Aaron Andrews, that's going to be the crew. It's going to be America's game of the week. It is going to be one of the highest rated games all season long. Because again, like who name any person you know that would rather watch Lions Seahawks than, than, than Cowboys Cardinals. You, you can't. And so my point is, if Micah Parsons can have another superhero performance in this game, in this window, with this many people watching against this quarterback, a mobile quarterback, if he can stifle Kyler Murray, I don't see how he doesn't really take a huge leap forward in the defensive play of the year conversation. Well, he has, what, 13 sacks now? He does. And he's 70, almost 80 tackles, I think. Uh, just something absurd. So I, I could see that. And the more people that watch him, watch him play, and every time they watch him play, the guy balls out. Mm-hmm. And to your point about Kyler Murray, say hypothetically he has two sacks. Yep. And, and like a for, like a forced hard. fumble or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It ends up ends up having eighteen sacks. I mean, come on, rookie or not or not a rookie, you you got to say who else is playing better at that level. And I think that's the thing about it. This game is a huge implication. Look, guys want the we all want the team goals, but I mean, there's a personal gratification. Because if you're playing well, and especially if you're on a team that's really playing well, mm-hmm. then a lot of things are going to come your way. And I, I think that – I don't think when people watch Micah Parsons, they don't think of him being as a rookie because he's beyond that. You don't have to – that's even out of the quake, equation. Like, that guy looks like he's been in the league for five years. I, so they shouldn't even like – rookie, yeah, that's great what he's doing. But at this point, 
this many games in the season, the guy looks like he's been playing, doing it forever. I mentioned a lot of things that I love here today. This is just, just again, that's been my word today. Your word was ass. My word was love. Oh, just to, thanks <laughs> but, a lot. So thanks, uh, thanks a lot for that vocabulary. Uh, but so the, the last, <laughs> the last out. thing, last thing that I have loved, um, Micah said after, I love how confident he is, and and I will acknowledge that this type of stuff is stupid if you're losing, and so it works out that the Cowboys are winning here, and so I'm. I'm acknowledging that fully, but I, he had a quote in his post-game press conference where he said, we are the Dallas Cowboys. We are the show. I love that. I, I mm-hmm. love that. Like steer into it, dude. Like he, he has, I, when I, it, it upsets me, like when the Cowboys lose, obviously, but if you are winning, if you are dominating, if you are kicking someone's ass, you have every right to say whatever you want. Talk your talk. You know what I mean? Cause you walked the yeah. walk. You want, you want to be arrogant. You want to be pompous. It might rub people the wrong way, but See. you, you earned that right. See, I like that. I don't. The hot boys look. Hopefully, they put that's that's dead. I mean, we know the hot boys. We don't. They don't the hot, say the hot boys got, had to die so this defense could live, uh, Tony. <laughs> I shouldn't even brought that out. Sorry <laughs> to all our listeners and out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean about the hot boys. That's, we need to go back there. It's a different. Uh, it's a different uh, narrative this year. But uh, yeah, I think that that. And look, and when he says that, that's a lot of credibility because I know as a rookie, it's hard to get this respect. Because you, you you come in the league, you're like, oh, this is some rookie, and we're he's got to pay his dues. But now nah, I think everyone understands, look, this dude is he's our, he's he's a big leader on this defense. And he goes out there and he just he, he lets his he lets his play do all his talking. Let me talk about that. I mean, that's the that's the the narrative. That's what it, this team is, it should be made of, not just a bunch of lip service and looking for the end zone celebration camera that we've seen guys in the past do. Let's go out there and let's validate our play. And it's certainly Micah Parsons is a big leader, one of the biggest leaders on this defense. And this whole team. Oh, dude. He's a rookie. You, you can make the argument that he's been the best player on their team all season long. I mean, like, I, it's not a hard argument to make. You know what I mean? It's, no, rather, it's rather easy. It's not an argument with that. <laughs> Give me another guy besides Trayvon. And, and, but Micah Parsons, without a doubt. Um, well, what a fun episode. What a fun time. What a yeah, fun what week. Fun. Um. What you know? What what are you going to eat today, Tony? Give us something. You see, you said the coffee was the pre workout drink. What's what's for dinner in the Casillas household tonight? Well, I'm doing a little imminent fasting, so I'm not okay. going to eat until noon. So I don't know. There's there's too many leftovers in that fridge. Ooh. We had prime rib, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, and the sweets. And hey, I got to tell you, last night, so we, so my my son, him and his uh his wife now. It's kind of weird to say my son just got married in November. They came out. They came in. Uh, a day after Christmas because we got to share them with the in-laws. Yeah, that's so anyway, that's the that's the deal now, Tony. Yeah, so you know how that is, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. your, your parents know. Uh, so, so my, we do this. It's uh, the Saran ball. You ever seen any? You ever seen someone uh, the Saran ball where you wrap it up with all these gifts and make it a big ball? Um, so I, Saran. So okay. Yeah. So wait. So you so anyways, you wrap I, you wrap the gift in Saran? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Like gift cards and and you wrap it and uh, you wrap it around. It's big. Okay. It's almost like a big snowball. Okay. But the way you do it is you got to wear, uh, you got to wear hot, you know, mittens that you use. For, ah, so you, know, you can't use your fingers. Hot mittens. So you uh-huh. can't use your fingers. And I, what I'll do is I'll post something. It is so funny. And when we do this, but you got to put like an elf. And so you roll dice. So that's the clock. So if, if it's my turn, the guy, the person that, you know, next to me, he's rolling the dice. And as soon as he rolls doubles and you're done. So you get all this stuff on. But anyways, it's so funny. It lasts for an hour. 
And you think there was a solid gold in the middle of that thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a Chick-fil-A gift card or something. Oh, yeah, uh, you're that's... like ripping it off. You're like, <laughs> you know, we build a dollar store, put all these gifts in there, put some $25 Starbucks cards or whatever, whatnot. But, man, it's, it was funny. It's, right it's all those games we do, you know. So, I don't that's... know. I, 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 what do they say, you know, the, the, the day after – the day after New Year's, you know, New Year's Day is when all the, you know, resolutions start. But hell, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you? what was your favorite? What was your favorite gift this year besides your beautiful son? But, um, um, you know, um, I mean, obviously, this has been the most unique Christmas of my life. And so, um, you know, we actually haven't really opened anything, you know, just because we want to wait till he's home. And right. so. Uh, my wife actually, um, she had a, a, an idea I loved. Uh, she's, you know, I know that people have different routines and stuff for this, but uh, our, our new family tradition that we're starting uh, is every year, whatever day he ultimately comes home and, and hopefully God willing at some time in the next couple of weeks, uh, that's going to be the day as he grows up that we take down the Christmas decoration. Nice. So, so, so what, whatever day that is, you know, that when, when he's five years old, 10 years old, 15, whatever, that we're going to wait until that day every year to take things down because we want, you know, we want him to, to experience gotcha. some of the Christmas stuff. And so, yeah. um, so that's, we're waiting for him and, uh, and, and we're excited. And like I said, it's, I, I know you understand and, and parents of, of premature babies understand it's it's a unique thing and, and it happening. He was born, as you know, that the day before Thanksgiving. And so uh, mm-hmm. it's been the weirdest holiday season of my life. Um, but, um, you know, and, and managing the emotions of everything with that. I mean, and not that football is anywhere close, but then everything the Cowboys have had going on. It's just I really right. don't remember sleeping uh, <laughs> the last uh you know, whatever, however many weeks it's been, but I, I well, you pulled it off very well. And I, I know what you're going through. And I, and look, I, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot. You know, I, I wasn't going to, I didn't even tell you I was going to say anything, but I just felt like I'd say that. I think a lot of our listeners, are, as I mentioned, they support you and they, everyone, everyone's been through it. You know, there's a lot of people that's been through it and just it, you know, like I said, when, when you, you'll, when they're 14, 15 years old and he's a beautiful you know son and he's, He's a teenager. He's driving you crazy. Then you'll look back and like, where'd all that time go? That's great. But I do like this. People can't see this, but I like your the America's Team T-shirt you're wearing yeah. this morning. Yeah, actually, nice. my my dad got me this. So this was not a Christmas gift, but uh, but so I, like I guess um, I mean, my, my dad is a sucker for anything that says America's Team. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, America's Team uh, is going to get their fifth win in a row on Sunday against this the Cardinals. Game. Um, so um, shout out to Tony Casilla. Shout out to Ask the Word of the Day again. Sorry, we oh, had to put Lord. the explicit tag on here. So you're going to hashtag uh, that when <laughs> you put up our, uh, our, our um, podcast. Thanks Please everybody. For listening, uh, enjoy your prime rib or Starbucks or whatever. We'll see you next week. This was the 750.